Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Vendo Velocity. Very excited for, I think, the first feature on Vendo Velocity of our VP of Advertising here, Geffen Laredo. Um, I've been at Vendo almost three years now, and I remember before joining the Vendo team, I would watch the podcast, and Geffen was um, someone who actually um, led me to Vendo just based on the level of knowledge that he had and, and really just his expertise in the industry. So I don't think I've told him that yet, but very excited to be sharing the stage here with Geffen um, and really for you guys to understand um, and pick his brain a little bit on multi-channel advertising and just the broad offering that uh, Vendo has here. But before we dive into our topics for the day, I will let Geffen introduce himself further. I don't know if I could top that. That was <laughs> and you know, you've never told me that. Uh, that's really cool. No, that was back when we just had it as a simple podcast. We were hopping on just for fun. And now uh, Delaney's done an unbelievable job growing it into Vendo Velocity, which I think Velocity is the best word for what we're experiencing right now is we're just really, you know, speed and direction is the is the two things that we're right. definitely uh, experiencing. But yeah, as, as, as uh, Delaney mentioned, uh, I'm the VP of advertising here at Vendo. Um, obviously, you guys know us largely as an Amazon and Walmart full service management agency. Um, one thing that we're going to get into today is as it pertains to advertising services, we do branch out uh, a bit wider than just those two uh, marketplaces. Oh, did they freeze? I know we're good. Uh, just those two marketplaces, um, which, uh, you know, we're going to talk about paid search and social. We're going to talk about the various retail media networks. We're going to talk about programmatic. Um, all of those fronts are growing rapidly. They're getting much more interconnected and, and intertwined. Uh, so very excited to dive in. Absolutely. And Geffen mentioned a lot there just as far as what advertising really um, encompasses and what he oversees here at Vendo. So we're going to take a dive into a few of those things, but really want to give you guys a glimpse into what our multi-channel advertising approach really looks like. So Geffen, of course, starting off with a pretty loaded question here, um, but when you're dealing with platforms like Amazon, like Walmart, and then including other retail marketplaces, are there unique strategies for each of those, or is it more of a holistic approach where all of those channels um, kind of work together and have the same overarching strategy? Oh, no, they're different. Um, where they all come together is in a couple of ways, right? And I'll start with where they all come together, but um, no, actually I'll start with where they're different because that's, that, that's more uh, relevant. So the way that the reason why they're different is because the performance, not only are the functionalities different on each of these platforms, right? I mean, obviously what you're capable of doing on Meta is, is, is worlds different than what you're capable of doing on say Amazon. But at the end of the day, you're looking at how can we drive sales? How can we drive growth, right? And the actual performance and the KPIs that you're measuring against on these platforms is different. So one of the ways that we've kind of built the department is we've actually created um, specialty verticals for each of those channels, right? So usually what you might have is you might have an ad manager at some other places where they're going to be managing your Facebook and they're going to be managing your Google and they're going to be managing your Amazon. We've actually separated that out to be a lot more focused for each of these verticals and create basically core competencies in each of them because they are different, right? Now, the reason why that's housed under one roof is because it all works up to a centralized strategy, which is the back half of your question. So for instance, we might have um, a ROAS-based approach 
strictly ROAS-based approach on, say, Amazon ads, and then maybe an awareness-based with ROAS in, involved on something like Meta or something like DSP. Um, but then when we're presenting to brands uh, and or when we're uh, reporting to brands, all of that works up towards a centralized strategy, right? And so essentially at the end of the day, it's how much are you spending on ads and what are you driving, right? And so we have brands that run, you know, with all five of our ad verticals um, and we have centralized reporting that shows them, hey, you guys are spending this much and across these verticals, this is what you're driving and this is the actual impact on your business. And then we're able to say, Amazon has a slightly better ROAS. If you guys are more concerned with ROAS, we can funnel more budget there. Walmart's performing really well. We can move some of the budget outside of, say, Criteo and move it into Walmart. When we're managing that much and when we have the centralized reporting, we're capable of taking the differences and leaning into them as strengths. Absolutely. No, that's a great point. And then just speaking about Amazon versus Walmart, I know this is a big question um, that we'll receive just in terms of the capabilities on the advertising side for each of the different retailers. Can you talk about how that's grown? And really, I know there's not a one size fits all scenario here, but if you're really, if you have a, a full bucket of spend and you're trying to bake out a certain percentage for Amazon and maybe the rest go to Walmart, how do you recommend brands start to look um, at how they're diversifying their spend across retailers? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, if you're looking at things bundled and you're saying, you know, you have whatever, $10,000 to spend and where do you spend it? Right. Um, of course you have business goals and there's certain aspects, I think, uh, across each of those marketplaces that would lend your hand towards one or the other, um, in general, as it stands right now, right now, Walmart is rapidly, um, expanding their, uh, capabilities. So, where if, if, if you were to look at Walmart, you could say something about Amazon, but really Walmart, I mean, if you look at Walmart a year ago and uh, Walmart today, they're, they're vastly different, right? They've brought in a whole slew of new features. They had a lot of limitations before. For instance, you couldn't advertise on brand keywords, on other brands keywords. Now you can, you've been able to do that on Amazon forever, right? And so Walmart has a few areas, like you can't negative target on Walmart either, um, uh, but you can on Amazon. And so Walmart has had a few limitations that they're slowly getting rid of. Um, and that is lending me more to say, hey, look at a more hybridized approach. Um, the size and complexity and, um, and power of the Amazon algorithm will lend me to say that the majority of your budget should be going to Amazon, mainly because you get rewarded more. So you could have a 3X ROAS on Amazon and a 3X ROAS on Walmart, but the halo impact of your ads on Amazon is factored into the larger scale of your business a little bit more. You rank a little bit better. Amazon's more responsive to those uh, to those uh, metrics. Um, and in general, you will just see some outsized gains there. Now, if you are able, and we have plenty of brands that drive a significantly higher ROAS on Walmart than they do on Amazon, then that's definitely something to consider. So if you test out that budget, let's say you start out with $2,500 to Walmart, $7,500 to Amazon, you're driving a 3X on Amazon and a 6X on Walmart, you're saying, okay, hold on, if my dollar's going twice as far there, then obviously you're gonna put your money where your, where your dollars are going further. And so that's really the caveat where if Walmart's performing better, then put it there. But to start out as a test, I would say, you know, 70-30 type of split would be pretty, uh, pretty uh, recommended there.
Absolutely. And just to Geffen's point regarding Walmart ROAS, one thing that um, brands will often neglect is the fact that, of course, the store piece is often omitted from your overall sales. Correct. But you do have to factor in um, what you're driving Walmart in-store if you have a presence there into your overall tacos ROAS calculations, because you would be surprised, especially if you sell via um, Walmart OPD more significantly online pickup and delivery, there's a huge chunk of sales that you're not accounting for there. 100%. Um, absolutely. And and that would lend the in-store piece in Walmart. That's if you are in-store, right? So if you are a one-piece seller and you are in-store, um, that's where also where programmatic would come into play a little bit differently uh, on, on, on the Walmart side specifically. So Walmart partners with the trade desk, uh, as do we, and um, we're able to do Walmart, we're, we're able to leverage first party data from Walmart that can target back to in-store, right? And um, that's a whole different objective, right? That's not just, hey, can we spend 10 and drive 20 in sales? It's, hey, can we now drive in-store sales velocity by something like geo-targeting across our regional stores? And that's more of an awareness play um, and that's, again, to my early point, that's also part of the power of Walmart. Like if you are in stores, there's a whole different ballgame in the way that you are looking at advertising. Can you talk a little bit about how how and where those ads will serve for Walmart DSP, Geffen? Yeah. So um, partnering with the trade desk means that you partner with the largest DSP out there. Um, <clears throat> and for those that don't know what uh, DSP is, so the uh, demand side platform is, um, is uh, impression-based advertising. Uh, that's largely either retargeting or demographic or behavioral based targeting, uh, basically across your internet journey. So based on the way that you behave on certain websites, whether it's clicking on certain products, whether it's liking Facebook pages, whether it's using your credit card in certain places, um, brands are able through the trade desk to retarget you guys through, uh, various ad placements across websites and those websites sell their um, advertising space to the trade desk who then we buy them from as an advertiser. So let's say for instance, you go onto Walmart, or I think I, yeah, we can use Walmart. Let's say you go to Walmart and you um, you visit a product detail page um, and then you don't purchase, right? And then later on, you're on the New York Times, you're reading an article, um, you might see an ad for that product or a similar product show up maybe on a bar on the side. Um, and that's where you might be reminded that you like that product or that you were looking at it and it might serve as a gentle nudge in the direction of purchasing it. Absolutely. No, that's a great point there. And then let's talk a little bit about search and social. Which brands would benefit most um, from implementing search and social? And specifically, let's talk about Amazon. At what point in a brand's Amazon journey is search and social something that you would recommend, maybe just even a test um, for, or maybe even a more significant investment? One thing I think that's a good uh, starting point there is we tend to lump in search and social together. I would say search, pause, and social, right? So I would say that they're two different uh, approaches. The first, to, to, to answer the first part of your question, um, if you're on Amazon, I don't think there's ever an, an, a need to wait for paid search on let's say Google, right? Because there's really low hanging fruit. You already have the keyword data, right? You already have all of the keyword data that you need on Amazon, especially if you've been running for some time, test out highly specific or highly niche terms on Google that can drive back to Amazon. It's still considered external traffic. 
it's still um, ranked higher within the Amazon algorithm than internal traffic. Um, and it will benefit your business overall and you have a higher likelihood of conversion um, based on the fact that you know what works. And people do a lot of product research on Amazon, the majority, but people also do a lot of product research on Google, right? It's not like it's 70-30, it's more like 55-45. And so Google is still a powerhouse for product research. And a lot of times, I'm sure you guys have all seen it, when you were to type in a product that you're interested in on Google, uh, the first link directs to uh, Amazon, right? And it's not even paid, it's usually organic. So um, it's a very easy jump to just take the keywords that are working on on uh, Amazon and push them onto Google. Now paid social is a little bit different. Paid social, you have a lot more, um, you need to be a lot more di directed in what your objectives are because it kind of is a sandbox, right? So you can have awareness plays, you can have largely text-based ads, you can have video creatives, you can have static creatives, uh, you can have UGC, which we do run, user-generated user content. Um, there's a lot that you can bring in from a paid social perspective. And of course, Meta is different from TikTok. I know Delaney runs TikTok shop and uh, we're not gonna go down that rabbit hole today. <laughs> However, it is a powerhouse and we all know TikTok is a powerhouse. And so the type of creative ad does matter. And I would say to that question, that's where you need to understand what it is you're running that ad for. So on Am so on Google, pretty simple. You want to grow, you want to just boost the business on Amazon. Pretty straightforward. So on something like TikTok, for instance, you can have TikTok temple strategies, right, which are geared just towards temple events because of the amount of traffic and high likelihood of conversion driving from uh, a TikTok post. You can have Facebook ads that are highly directed towards people who like certain pages, right? Um, or you can have general uh, general uh, awareness plays. So it depends. Um, and I would say having an agency that understands both is really important because they're able to recommend the best strategies from both sides of that uh, equation. Um, How much do you see that halo impact, Stephen, coming on to platforms like Amazon and Walmart when you're running just search alone? Is that kind of something that you feel is overestimated or overstated in terms of, yes, there is going to be a spillover to Amazon um, or what are your overall, overall thoughts there? Well, a couple things on that. So it depends if, if you're just driving a general paid search or paid social strategy, there's gonna be spillover. If you're driving a directed strategy, back to Amazon, your your uh, your landing page is actually Amazon itself, um, then all of that traffic is going to go there. And I think that um, using Amazon attribution, you can get a good gauge of, it's not perfect, but you can get a good gauge of how that performance is trending. I I do tend to agree with your suggestion that, um, that it's, if you're in just a paid search strategy, right, um, it's not going to revolutionize your business. Right, it's not like you're going to open up paid search and that's the unlock that's going to take you from a hundred thousand to a million. Right. However, it is going to push your ranking in the right direction and provide support from an algorithmic perspective in ways that just your Amazon advertising will not. Paid social, specifically TikTok, specifically influencer, paid and organic. Th that's where we've seen brands hit major unlocks, um, and that's hit or miss. Right. That's a higher risk, higher, uh, higher reward type of situation.
Absolutely. And then just in terms of the creatives, I know you touched on that a little bit, but um, mm-hmm. the importance of creatives within advertising specifically is um, your general recommendation to have more of like a one size fits all strategy. Of course, just in terms of sizing um, and things of that nature, we could always resize different assets. Um, but should each um, sort of retailer have a different approach from a creative standpoint or um, can it be replicated across retailers? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, For your general base level assets, right? We're not talking uh, event specific, time specific, just your general assets. I wouldn't say, I would say one size fits all is an overstatement, but I would say it's pretty close to that right? Where it's like, if you have a, a, a strong branded video, right? You, uh, you can use, you know, that general branded video across platforms. It's not a problem. Um, at the same time, you know, you're going to get, obviously everybody knows TikTok content is a whole different, uh, delivery format, right? In terms of the actual content that the, um, that the, uh, creators are using than something like an Amazon video or something like a Facebook video, right? And so um, in that regard, you need to be aware of the the um, characteristics of the platform you're advertising on. So you can tailor that video, specifically video. Static assets are pretty much not one size fits all, but you can use the same static asset as long as it looks good uh, across multiple paid social as well as uh, DSP creatives. But with, with video, you need to be a little bit more specific. That's a great point. And then my last question, because we have to ask one of the larger topics from last year um, with the growing presence of ChatGPT is AI. Um, And really, we know that AI is going to be playing a transformative role in advertising. But what I wanted to ask you, Geffen, is specifically, let's talk about Walmart and Amazon and how transformative do you see that really being? Um, and what specific AI-driven approaches have you found most effective in enhancing campaign performance and overall engagement um, through um, ads? Well, I'll actually pivot to the AI that the marketplaces they themselves are using. And I'll talk about creatives on Amazon, and I'll talk about keyword-based AI on Walmart. So on Amazon, you'll have, um, you'll have a generative creative AI right? So for your headline search ads, you can have Amazon make really good creatives for you with just typing it in and telling them what to do, right? So if you have a product, let's say uh, a men's hygiene product, you can tell Amazon, hey, put this product on a bathroom counter with other men's hygiene products, um, make it, you know, boho modern and uh, have a shower in the background. And then um, it will do that and it will look good. And uh, that has saved a lot of time because you can just pump out creatives and Amazon is restructuring their sponsored brand and sponsored display functionalities to allow, or uh, UIs to allow um, multiple creatives to, to test, almost like Facebook has been doing for years. So now you can test a lot more creatives on the Amazon side. The Walmart side, now we're looking at some interesting things as it pertains to search where um, Walmart is experimenting or people are talking about, and this isn't just Walmart, it's other platforms as well, um, grouping keywords inside a smarter AI. So for instance, um, let's say you have a dip brand, right? Like uh, chips and dip. Um, and you 
have your, your index for all of these keywords, chips and dip, party snacks, et cetera. And if someone types in say Super Bowl on walmart.com, then the keywords that you're bidding on, let's say chips and dip, you'll still bid on under that umbrella. And so Walmart's looking to get uh, a little bit smarter in the way that they generalize these keywords and can relate. I don't know if you would consider that AI. I know that they are using AI to do that. It's really just mapping in the back end. Uh, but they, you're going to start seeing from a keyword basis, smarter, not just smarter recommendations, but um, smarter ads coming from more generalized searches. That's a great point. And then specifically AI, when we're talking about optimizing campaigns, I know that you have uh, quite the stance on this as well. Yeah. But what have you seen, Geffen? I know we have a lot of brands that come over to Vendo um, who have maybe been using some sort of AI software in the past. Um, but what have you seen there? Yeah. So for those that don't know, Vendo does a full manual management of ads. We don't use any AI software. Um, we, we like to coin the term uh, AI's actual intelligence at Vendo not artificial intelligence um, and our stance and, and, you know, we've, we've tested, not only have we tested and demoed and beta a bunch of different AI softwares, and this is not to knock any of the agencies out there. They do a lot of great work as it pertains to uh, efficiency based advertising. Vendo's approach is growth, right? And um, when you look at the scalability and the functionality of the Amazon algorithm, it was not an algorithm that was designed to be stacked, right? It wasn't a, designed to say, hey, here's our algorithm, take this other algorithm and put it on top of it. And then potentially even in, in certain AI scenarios, take another one and put it on top of that, right? Maybe in the Amazon of 10 years ago, when there was like one lever to pull, probably, but now inside each campaign, inside each keyword, you have multiple different levers to pull. And what ends up happening a lot of the times when we get brands from AI softwares is we immediately see an improvement in overall performance, right? How are, how are your total sales looking? Um, and that's largely because the AI softwares usually get a singular input as it pertains to what a goal is, lower ACoS, right? Okay, good. So then they're gonna lower ACoS. But oftentimes, if you're not looking at some other types of metrics that we're looking at, cost per acquisition, um, total ACoS, other types of metrics, uh, total ACoS by SKU, et cetera, um, then you're losing out on some of that potential. You're stripping the Amazon algorithm of its capabilities and you're giving it to a third party software. Why not use the first party software when it is arguably maybe outside of Google's the best advertising um, algorithm out there? So it's powerful enough. Amazon's profit incentive is to drive as many sales as possible. They want your ads to convert because the more they convert, the more you spend, the more they get... Uh, they get on both ends of the equation, they get the CPC and they get the uh, the uh, referral bonus or fee as well. Um, so that's our approach towards AI. Um, there are great softwares out there, but largely when it comes to growth, when it comes to growing your brand and selling more, uh, manual management has proven time and again uh, to work better for us. Well, a ton of actual intelligence shared here um, by Geffen on the podcast. And as you guys can tell, just as far as um, overall knowledge of advertising, there is no one second to, to Geffen really here on the Vendo side um, and just really within the industry as far as I believe. Um, but Geffen, really do appreciate you joining us here today and 
we'll make sure to have you back. I know we've had plenty of members of your team, but it's also always great um, to hear from you as well. So thank you. And we will talk to everyone soon. I love it. Thank you, Delaney. Thanks, everyone. Bye.